Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be getting into this week? Ryan, almost eight months after it has happened, we are finally going to discuss January 6th and where we stand with that. And finally, after months and months of making me look like a real a-hole, the James Webb Telescope has finally released photos and damn, was it worth it. What about you, Ryan? Tyler, this week, return of a beloved game show and hookers for the handicap. That's real. So here we go. Working a job can be tough, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Work is hard. Work is hard. And we've talked, especially recently, about how it feels like people don't want to work anymore. And you have brought it to my attention that people do want to work, but not terrible jobs. Can you elaborate on that? For little money. You're forgetting the little money part. Okay. Pay pay dishwashers $25 an hour. You're going to have a long list of resumes thrown in. I am happy to do that. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to increase tuna cans to $75 (laughs) per can. Get on in here and put on your apron. Could we maybe cut into the profits that the businesses are making to pay these people? Is that is that possible? Tyler, you don't understand how capitalism works. I really don't. No, I don't either. (laughs) I really don't. It basically just work until you die and never be happy in between. Oh. Capitalism. Good system. Now, here's the thing. You have brought up certain jobs that are worse than most over our long history of doing a podcast together. I've got a good one. I've got somebody whose job has become increasingly tougher. We've talked about the school resource officer all of a sudden becoming, you know, these people that are on the front line. Coincidentally, I heard that some of these people in Uvalde, they are now getting video or their their, uh, video is surfacing of the police officers, the school resource officers acting in a way that is quite unbecoming of the, uh, of what they're supposed to be there for. Have you heard any of this? Yeah, yeah. I um, Not specifically the resource officers, but as this thing uh, happens more and more and more information comes out, you know, the, you go into ass covering in that in that situation because you don't want to be known as the police officers who, didn't, who let children die. Like the guy from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Exactly yeah. where my brain went. And sure. so you go immediately- That into- poor guy, even though he did the wrong thing, the, the repercussions were probably- Life-ending, I would imagine. Oh, hell. Yeah. Just actual hell. And then you have what you did. Oh, I mean, obviously, that's not the right thing to do. But also, as a noted P-word that mm-hmm. rhymes with wussy, mm-hmm. it's pussy. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I understand not wanting to run into gunfire. I get it. But also, I wouldn't apply to be a police officer. Get a different job. Sure. Get a different sure. job. Yeah. And, and, Teacher. And, and specifically to what you said, there's video of them just standing in the hallway. Smoking a cigarette. Like, like, like things are going, like, you know, gunshots are being heard and they're just standing there like looking at each other and you're like... George, are you on Facebook right now? <laughs> That's a bad look. A and, status and, update is not appropriate. And one of the cops had a Punisher background on his phone, which is also not a great look. Why? The Punisher? Sure. The Punisher would have- He's on the up and up, right? The Punisher would have beat the shit out of these guys. Oh, you're saying that he didn't portray- His whole thing. The background of his phone. (laughs) Well, that is unlikely (laughs) to happen. And the Punisher would have definitely (laughs) ran in there. He would have been in there. Also a fictional character. Also also fictional. Okay, so this kind of ties into where I want to go. save us. Oh, nice. I'm impressed. Thank you. You nerd. Yeah. 
the person who also has a tough job, and this seems like social commentary, I'm making a little joke here, but also true, how do we decide when to fly the flag at half-mast? What is the tipping point between like, eh, eh, let's raise it all the way up there. That's not a big enough tragedy. Don't even worry about that one. And half, oh, half-mast is just saying uh, our condolences to this tragedy that happened. Are you unfamiliar with flying the flag at half-mast? No, I know upside down means we need help. I don't know what half-mast I think, means. I think that's Satan Army. <laughs> uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Tyler. Uh, I believe, uh, we can review. I should have sure. looked this up. This seemed like right You really should <laughs> I don't know shit about shit. I believe that flying the flag at half-mast uh-huh is to signify this fort is in danger. We are in danger. We are, uh, you know, we can review. We can review. But so when there's a huge tragedy, we fly the flag at half-mast. I'm wondering at this point, again, social commentary, should we just fly the flag at half-mast as just being our flag? I oh, mean, yeah. we're now in a perpetual state of mourning because of what's happened here. We're, we're an angry delegation of people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. who makes that decision? I, I, I know it sounds like a joke, but it's also... Kind of true. Somebody's like, that tragedy, not tragic enough. Let's up those numbers, people. I guess it just depends on whose flagpole it is. I guess it's uh, a case-by-case basis, no, depending an- on who's in charge of that flagpole. I believe it's a national thing. Again, I don't know anything, Tyler. Stop asking questions. Well, you brought it up. You're right. I You're would right. I would imagine that comes from the president. I hope not, because that guy cannot even ride a bike. And also... It's not. Hey, we don't make fun of our elderly here. (laughs) We also don't put our elderly on a bike, Tyler. That's true. And in office to run our country. If you can't ride a bike, why can you run a country? If you listen, if you're going to run our country, just run. Do not bike our country. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Never ready. is going on everybody and welcome to another episode of those guys you hate tyler my man how you doing this week brother you just pointed out to me that all of our political selections are terrible yeah. they're all bad well we go through this all the time the people who have that kind of desire for power the people who are willing to subject their families to that that are willing to subject their souls to that often morally bereft people. I don't mean to just throw that out there. It's just something I wouldn't want. Abraham Lincoln, Ryan. Son of a bitch. A- what? Yeah, look it up. Abraham Lincoln, son of a bitch. That's not true. Not unlike Christopher Columbus, that Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> that is so not I true. Mean, You're right. I was going to say. Tyler, that's I've great. I've never heard of that before in my life. I am so glad you said that because <laughs> later on in this show, I am bringing back the showcase that is but did you die, Tyler? Oh, Do you remember nice. But did you die? I love But did you die? You give situations, and I get to guess whether that situation would kill me or not. Two truths and one lie is actually what it is, Tyler. That is, you, but, so, but you, they, but so they, you don't remember the game at all. But though. they all amount to me dying. No, they're about death, and you tell me which one Just isn't doing a thing. Isn't Ryan. true, Tyler? Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. We used to play this game all the time sure. back in the day. Many different ways to die, by the way. And then I got laid. <laughs> if now, you weren't aware. There's plenty of ways to die. Well, and and you have to figure out which one is false, much like you just did. Now, before we get into that, as I addressed in the intro, I want to talk about intimacy, Tyler. I oh. want to talk about intimacy. No, thank you. Why not? Uh, it's tough for me. Look into my eyes no. and tell me what your problem with intimacy is. 
yeah, it's um, being open, being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerable. Vulnerable, that word that I just, oh. Your soft underbelly. Stand it. Well, my whole belly is soft, but in terms of figuratively, vulnerability is my most difficult trait for me to express. And that's interesting to hear because I think of you as being a vulnerable guy, sometimes, you know, putting yourself out there in a way that other people wouldn't. What do you think when I say that? Maybe it's just perspective. Maybe I just don't see it. Okay. Well, I will ask you, do you think intimacy is important? Yes, definitely. Okay. And in terms of what? Because to be intimate with another person and my brain immediately wants to go romantic or sexual, but that's not what intimate is. Intimate is just- It is going to be in this story, but please continue. (laughs) Okay. But intimate is a physical representation of our love for the other person. Sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And also speaks to primal urges. I mean, sex isn't just for fun. There is a biological drive. But damn, is it fun, Ryan? Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes. Um, What? I went to the most unlikely of sources to get some research for this, and that is DutchReview.com, Tyler. Dutch Review, like sure. a like a Dutch, like a blunt? No, not Dutchy Review. Oh, oh Dutch as in the, the people. As in people from the Netherlands. Gotcha. Correct. Yeah, wooden shoes, live in trees. And uh, okay, that's the second one. Is it true? Is that's that, Planet of the Apes. Uh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, is that the elves? You damn make- dirty apes. <laughs> uh Amsterdam, the Dutch, awesome people. They're, they're very, very nice people. Not in my particular taste, but nonetheless, let's not get into it. You went as a as a as a twenty something year old, didn't you? I loved it. I loved oh, it. I was oh, just okay. kidding. Oh, gotcha. Incredible time. Really enjoyed myself. Now Netherlands are in. I mean, a lot of European countries are more progressive than we are. Why do you think that is? Uh, I've thought about this before. My guess is the fact of how big America is compared to other countries. So when you go right now in Miami, if you drive 45 minutes outside of Miami, you're in a totally different culture, but that's very specific to here. And you know, some other places around America in Europe, you drive 45 minutes in another direction. You're in a different country. Okay. So you're constantly interacting Evol- evolving. with, uh, well, yes, evolving through the interaction with other cultures. That's why big cities are so liberal because you're going and interacting with sure. all people from all around the world and realizing they're just like me. You don't hate it. Well, I'll say it this way. You're less likely to hate somebody that you're in a cubicle with all day Correct. because you you humanize them. Much like American History X, which I believe was a documentary. <laughs> I'm sure that happened to somebody. That's exactly right. Oh. And and also, is there something to be said with their civilizations being so much older than ours? Oh, for is, sure. Is that a possibility? Of course, while I say that China comes to mind, which is older than all of them, if I have my my, my chronology correct, mm-hmm. and they, they have some glaring holes in their society. Like what? Nothing that I can think of right now. Everything is going great over <laughs> Through there. Through the grapevine, I've sure, heard some things. Sure, sure. Tank Man mentioned a thing or two. Well, look at the Muslim world. You look at Iran, which was such a progressive country. Until? And then you had the Muslim, the, the Islamic revolution back in, I believe it was the 70s. Sure. And then you had the exact opposite. Why, what's going on over there now? Uh, like I just said, the opposite. Can somebody give me a hand, please? Sorry, that's unnecessary. Jesus Christ, that's Saudi Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) Netherlands are looking in, well, not looking into, they have incorporated something that is known as sex care, Tyler. Sex care. Now, I'm going to read directly from Dutch, what is it? DutchReview.com. God, get your sources right, man. I I mean, this podcast should just be us reading from DutchReview.com as much as we do this. (laughs) You couldn't even find a .org to support you. You got to go .com. No, thank you. (laughs) 
Sexuality is generally associated with youth and good health, which I think is, you know, sexuality, people who can reproduce, people who look biologically fit. You would agree with that? Yeah. And, and sex is an athletic, uh, event, an act. Yeah. You have to use your muscles to do it. And did you know, and this is a totally separate note that women are more likely to become pregnant because so much of this is just people's, again, primal desire to procreate. Mm -hmm. It it festers inside of your mind because you have this drive that keeps, you know, civilizations alive. So did you know that women are more likely to get pregnant if they have an orgasm? Yes, I have heard that before. Because it moves the walls, Mm -hmm. pulls the semen back towards the eggs. It constricts. And you're more likely to give a woman an orgasm the better shape that you're in because it takes some cardiovascular fitness. All these things, the human body was designed to do these things. So what you're saying is I'll never give a woman an orgasm. Don't even try. Yeah, yeah. Sedentary life, baby. (laughs) We got to get some of those bumper stickers like Salt Life. I don't know if it's going to catch on as much. You know what? As a matter of fact, keep telling me about this new program because I'm probably going to need it one day. Tyler... (laughs) Don't get ahead of me. All right. So back back to reading. Okay. So this means that mentally and physically ill people are usually not seen as sexual beings. Which, of course. Which is an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way that our culture, cultures as a whole, I mean, because if you look worldwide, the way that they portray sexiness is pretty much universal. Sure. Less clothes, you know, uh, skimpy uh, clad women, that sort of stuff. It's not as puritanical of a society as America was founded oh, on. not even close. Why, why do you think that was? It's just the people who happen to come over here, they're all, uh, you know, yeah. high strung with their <laughs> with what? and wee was Tyler? <laughs> That's going to say. Cleaning you, up the show. Where are you going with that? Yeah, it, I guess it it really comes down to the people, like just the the, the hardships that they had to go through coming sure. over here and just their culture growing up. And it was very um, uh, pa- uh, patriarchal and just sure. very- uh, those damn stuck up Quakers. Man. I mean, think about Am it. They, right? they even had uh, nice belts on their hats. The, the hat buckle is a lost art that I think we need to get back to. Mwah, classy. That'd be great if we had the funding to do next show with hats with buckles on them. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Uh, so they say experience of sexuality and intimacy contributes to an increased standard of living. I think everybody could agree with that. I would say it's on the same level as laughing. Sex care, a.k.a. Hookers for the handicap, Tyler. It's a in great name. The Netherlands. No, I don't think that the government calls oh it. Oh my god! I was like, it's dude, called, whoever's doing the branding nailed it. Sex care. Okay. And sex care. It's a sexual service for people with severe physical or mental disabilities. Mm-hmm. And you think of the red light district. You think of like a hooker uh, bringing you into a room or sex worker, if that's what's appropriate. Sure, sure. It's often done by professionals with a background in healthcare. Wow. How about that? Wow. Almost like a Stifler in Road Trip where the woman famously pushes on his prostate. That's She's right. just doing you a favor. That's you know right. what I mean? I mean, that woman seemed to get some pleasure, not just out of, his, work. out of his pleasure. She's She seemed to get some pleasure out of making him uncomfortable. In all fairness, Sean William Scott, especially at that time, beefcake. Really I, handsome. I, really handsome. Really handsome. He, he, the whole thing was banging. Mm. I probably would have helped him out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm banging him. So, but what do you think about that? Sex care. I believe that that is thinking of sex as not this dirty thing, as not this uh, puritanical thing to be avoided. You know, the devil is in your wiener situation. Mm-hmm. I think that That's that true. is something progressive and, and interesting. What's your take on it? Well, going back to the question you asked me before about why is there culture like that and our culture is like this, it also has to do with religion where there is still a lot of very extreme religious folks that are making decisions for us, and those kind of decisions are made. They don't have that in the Netherlands? They don't deal with it the same way that we are, the same way that we do. Their government separates 
church and state. You know, generally speaking, I don't know the intricacies of Amsterdam. Well, I guess we'll see their government in hell then, won't we, Tyler? <laughs> Politics. Sure. But they've also accepted sex as a, it's a day job. Yep. It's a day job. It's not, as you said, it's not some dirty thing. It's just something that people can do as a career. Oldest profession, I believe, Tyler. That is true. Oldest profession. And and just on, on a totally different note, do you think that somebody can sell their body for money on a daily basis and not come away with, I, I want to be very careful how I label sure. this. I'll use the term trauma as a catch-all, yeah. but, but without some sort of damage to themselves. I think it's an interesting question, but I think, yes. I think if you are coming, and this is where it gets tricky, if you're coming from a healthy place, quote-unquote healthy place, right. and you say, this is what I want for myself, mm. then yeah, I, I think it all comes down to self-respect. If you can retain self-respect and do that, more power to you. And that's your opinion? That and, is my opinion. Right. And my opinion is for with with zero research, because that's how I roll. I don't believe that. I do believe to varying degrees based upon your personality, it's a checks and balances system that mm. somewhere along the line, there's something, you know, that is uh, baseline. I, I don't want to say immoral, but it takes something from you. I don't want to, you know, say, hey, you did this and now you're wrong. I'm I'm just saying that there are repercussions to it. Uh little or extreme. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was something that was taken from them in the process of growing up and that's why they wound up where they were. Who knows? And those are our opinions. Yeah. We're going to need some boots on the ground journalism. And this <laughs> is depression <laughs> index. Draw your resource of wealth. Get Drusifer on the line. <laughs> I need my correspondent. I'm no not implying that he's been with the hooker. I'm just saying. That's not what I meant. What the depression index is, is a machine that I built with a hooker. And we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, how are you feeling this week, Mother Bleeper? Hookerish, Ryan. Ryan, this week for my depression index, I'm going to discuss fear. Fear. Sure. I think it is something that we all feel, but I think that it, as a culture, as a society, we also suffer from the push the fear down. You don't want to experience the fear. Push it down. You're above the fear. Yeah. If you feel fear, then there's something wrong with you. I can't believe you're still feeling like this. You're supposed to be stronger than this. Come on, bro. Don't be a baby. Yeah. Or a word that begins with P that rhymes with wussy. Stop it. I they forgot got it. I forget what it is. I think that it is something you heard it all the time back in the day where it's don't be a sissy. Don't be a baby. You know, don't give in to fear. Don't be an F word. For, for gay people. People oh, used to say that all the time. Yeah. You're being a F word. Yep. Don't be gay. We said that in the 90s all the You're time. Gay. Stop being gay. Yeah. And fear, it's easy to forget, is an intricate part of our system. It is, it is, it is coded, literally coded into the material that makes us up as human beings. And necessary. Pr pretty much every carbon. Uh, um, from from plants to animals, sure. they experience some variation of fear, and it's evolution that has given us fear. It's what keeps us alive in many instances. It's literally the reason why we thrive. Also, how do I get rid of it, Tyler? Oh, fix oh, me. Uh, 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 die. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll take care of it myself <laughs> then. Thank you. It's so simple. <laughs> <laughs> this is so simple. It just might work. <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. Yeah, and and fear is just something that we experience on on a daily basis. And for me, I found my problem was was that I was ignoring the fear. I was pushing it down. I was pretending like it didn't exist. Yeah. And when we do that, it doesn't go anywhere. It just sits oh, down it, there. It gets louder and builds sure. and builds until you deal with it. Or as I said, kill yourself, which sure. is not the answer. Sure. Not Don't be answer. afraid. Yeah. A fear. Don't be afraid of fear. Don't kill yourself. Sure. Ryan, this week, stop helping me. Ryan, this <laughs> week, I will say I'm at a four. Spin One, that wheel, two. Man. 
Fantastic, Tyler. Don't Fan- be afraid of fear, guys. Fantastic. I, you know what, Tyler? Good job. I like that one. Gay it up. All right. You know what I have been afraid of in my life, Tyler? What's that? Relationships. Intimacy, as we had discussed, really getting to know somebody, uh, dealing with it as your emotions evolve. And, and, and I still deal with a lot of that stuff. I have now been in a relationship for almost to the day a year, Tyler. Mm, How about that? That is pretty impressive. Uh, do I have the congratulations sounder on here? But I will tell you, of course, that has brought up a lot of different things and I have dealt with a lot of different fears. I have also excelled in one area that I think that this relationship specifically has helped me understand. And that is being imperfect is sexy. Now I use the term sexy. I don't just mean in sex. I don't just mean whatever. I, I Let me say that better. <laughs> now when I... <laughs> in sex, you say. <laughs> that was the whatever that actually ah, figured out. Yes. Now, when I say being sexy, I don't just mean in romance, in physicality. I mean that I thought for such a long time that if I expressed any sort of imperfections, and I mean down to using the restroom or... Oh, yeah. Uh, just being a human. Eating. I, eating is one we could feel a lot. Eating. Eating in front of people. Eating in front of people where, where where women generally, and I'm sure men do it too, or anybody in between, where they cover their mouth because mm. I don't want you to see me chewing. Or for me, a big one for a long time in the same vein, brushing my teeth. I don't want somebody to be in the bathroom while I'm brushing my teeth. I find it to be so intimate and so vulnerable for whatever the reason. That one's a weird one. I won't lie. Don't look at my, are you looking at my, my, my uvula? That's not for you. <laughs> These are my gums. <laughs> Get your own. But I have recognized now that being imperfect is sexy. Being able to be yourself is one of the most endearing things. Not always having to try to pretend that everything is perfect and letting your guard down is part of truly being intimate with someone and I am learning that in in, in late in life Tyler as one would say or midlife as my crisis has allowed me to acknowledge mm-hmm. what's your take on all of those things except for my midlife crisis? I was gonna say definitely a midlife crisis. don't bring that up please I can't handle it yeah that's literally the definition of fear is vulnerability is leaving yourself vulnerable to another you're putting yourself in a position where you can be hurt immensely sure. and that is Terrifying. Yeah, and, and the problem is that you have to erect this new entity. You now have to be this other thing to always be perfect. And the problem is that's a very heavy lift. That's a very hard thing to to do for, for a long period of time. Well, perfectionism, I would put on the same level, generally speaking, is like narcissism. It's something we can definitely get out of. It just takes a lot of work to not only get out of that, but to even acknowledge it on the front end. Absolutely. Perfectionism, narcissism, I am your powers combined. And they're they're just like depression and anxiety being so close relatives, same exact thing with those two. Like coffee and a cigarette, they just go better together. (laughs) Can we use healthier metaphors or analogies? Like coffee and a cigar, (laughs) they just go better together. Like cracking a pancake. And that (laughs) is delicious. (laughs) Smoking a pancake. That is how we are intimate. That is how we become more of ourselves. And you being you is the sexiest thing that you can be. We love you, you pieces of shit. And as you start being the new thing, it's probably going to hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, man, is it scary. Keep doing it. This week, I have got a lot going on right now, Tyler. You do? I, I am, yes. Like what? 
You heard us yelling up there. You guys were shouting. <laughs> was a lot of shouting. I kept going, Tyler doesn't need to be part of this. I'm at a seven. One, Whoa! two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh my God, are you okay? And you know what? I will say this. I'm saying that I'm at a seven because I've got stuff going on as we speak. It makes me feel better. I will tell you this, Tyler, and I think that you will agree with me after having known me for most of my life. Sure, sure. The way that I'm handling adversity nowadays, there's times where I would, after having a, a blip on the radar that is my relationship, I would probably be drinking right now. Yeah. Or something to Ooh. just, you know, give myself an excuse to beat her up when she comes back. But I'm not going to do that this time, Tyler. That is now recorded out in the universe. We don't have to send it out. <laughs> but, but we, we will. Oh, we yeah. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> um, no, I'm so proud of the way that I'm just not letting these things fester inside of me. And, and it has nothing to do with the other person. It's the respect that I'm treating myself with. Bonus depression index. Yeah. I'm at a six now. Oh, God. That's still great. Tyler. I whooped your ass this yeah, week. Yeah, you kicked the shit out of me and Woo! just put me at an eight. I was lying. So now what we're going to do is we are going to take a little break. We're going to come back. Ryan's going to assault somebody. Sure. And Pepper. <laughs> just come on. I'd rather you go back to the abuse jokes. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. On this piece of paper, the world's hardest tongue twister, Tyler. Oh, wow. And I would love for you to give it a shot. You hate. And I didn't even do my, hold on, I gotta do my tongue warm up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. That's enough tongue warm-ups. <laughs> Those guys you hate. Red Circle. And Red Circle. Uh, very quickly, I have to know, because this has been on my show sheet forever and I've never asked it. Are you forever writing new lyrics to old songs in your head? Do you ever do that thing where you sing something and then you like put new lyrics on them? Generally, they're kind of raunchy in my case. 
Do you do that? I do that constantly. No, I'll sing words for a song when I don't know the words and I'll just make them up. That sounds similar, but I don't change them. They stay the same bad, wrong words that I've used all the time. Oh, well, good for you. I, I'm constantly have- like, Good for you. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're normal. That's Thank great. You. That's cool. That's, I don't feel alienated there's at all. Some real, there's some real bile in there. There's no <laughs> bile. Good for you. <laughs> A, a weekly book nook where we don't talk, do this weekly and we very rarely talk about a book where we we review something. Mm -hmm. And we don't warn each other about that we, we're going to do it. I just thought of it right now because oh, we were having okay. a conversation. I said, you shut your mouth. Gotcha. This is content. Uh-huh. You know what I'm rewatching? You gave me your Amazon Prime account. Sorry, Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monk. Excellent. Monk. Excellent. The OCD detective. Yeah. Man. They, Tony Shalhoub. They just don't make TV like that anymore. It's just such an easy watch in terms of it's it just i don't know it's just perfect for me mm -hmm. i really love it mm -hmm. that's it i'm all done also been watching the boys i don't know if you've heard it tyler i know i'm late to this party that shit is fucked up it's really awesome one of the best tv shows i've ever seen also I super gory i don't want to see people break apart that way it's so much yeah, i don't think <laughs> of it as gory as more like a um Almost like a superhero Breaking Bad. Like I don't, I, they do rip people in half and they do laser people through their bodies. But for me, it's more the the metaphysical pain where it's just like you're not going to do that. I, you did, yeah, yeah. I, I recommend that highly. You know what I don't recommend highly? This new game show that you haven't heard in a long time. This is, but did you die? Yeah. Welcome to the game, Did You Die? Tyler, welcome back to the amazing game show that we haven't played in a year. Mm. Do you remember how this works, my friend? Yeah, absolutely. I remember that you set me up and you try to make me lose every single time. Sure. Yeah. It's like that thing where magicians pull the tablecloth out from under the dishes, but the dishes just go spilling everywhere. And now all of a sudden I'm standing knee deep in foie gras. And for whatever reason, you're naked. Well, I started that way, Tyler. Um, this is the way that it's going to work. I'm going to give you three air quote facts about something death related, and you are going to decide which one isn't true. Now, just to walk you through this, make sure that you comment on each of these. That's how content works. But don't say which one you don't think is real till the grand reveal at the end. You screwed this up before, Tyler. Sure. Are you sure. ready to go? I need more energy from you, Tyler. Are it's you like ready to go? You with Are you ready to go? It's like you Are you ready to go, Tyler? It's like you how we end the show every time, messing it up. Very well done. Here we go. Fact number one. In the John Wayne Gacy case, there were so many bodies crammed underneath the house that the bodies were melted together. The bones had to be sorted for more than two years to put together full skeletons. Tyler, now don't say whether you know that to be true or not. Mm -hmm. What do you think about John Wayne Gacy having so many bodies in his crawl space that they fuse together? I think it's fucked up, Ryan. Do you think that's fucked up? Super fucked up. Different strokes for different folks, am I right? Obviously, yes. I think that's super messed up and that I don't know how bones work, but, but uh, it sounds like something that could happen. Okay, sure. Cool. All right, let's know. hear fact number two. Robert Hansen. Have you ever heard of Robert Hansen? Uh, is that one of the brothers from Hansen? Yes. <laughs> Robert Hansen would kidnap women and turn them loose in the Alaskan wilderness. Oh, yes. Where he would hunt them down like animals mm -hmm. and kill them. Yeah. 
He did that for a while too. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. cause it's Alaska. They got nothing better going on. Sure. Up there. I assume yeah. that that's still going on. Fact number three. Probably. Despite being known as one of the most antisocial serial killers out there, BTK now has hundreds of pen pals. Oh, well, good for him. And good for them. Why would that be good for them? Uh, it's nice to have friends. It, yeah. it feels good. Intimacy, Tyler, very important. We've covered this. It was like the Night Stalker after he got caught, all those terrible things that came out about him and women were just lining up to marry him. It's his fault for being so sexy, Tyler. How am I still single? It's his fault for being so sexy. <laughs> Stop brushing your teeth and start killing old women, Tyler. Okay, well, check on the first one. Okay. I just got to start killing people. Oh, okay. As long as it wasn't check on the second one. So let's go over this one more time. Not yet. John Wayne Gacy, so many bodies that they melted into one giant body, ostensibly. I don't want it to be that one. Robert <laughs> Hansen hunted down women and killed them in the wilderness. Yeah. That definitely sounds like something somebody could do. Like, like out of everything, you hear the bone thing melted together. Your brain has a hard time wrapping itself around that story. Hunting somebody down in the wilderness, just something natural. Sounds like that. something we should be doing. I, I get it. I get it's, it. It's like orange theory. Just figure out a way that you like to exercise and follow up on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gotta keep fit. Nothing's too far. <laughs> and finally, BTK, hundreds of pen pals. Oh, man. What a dick that guy was. It has nothing to do with this story. I don't story. think that he's not a dick anymore. What a dick. I don't think that that's gone. All right. So um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say A is true. I think that I, because I know that he had a bunch of bodies down there and I don't know how bones work, but I feel like the, with the way that he buried them and with the lime and all that stuff. Sure. That could be possible. Okay. One, you're saying true. True. Two, I'm, Robert I'm Hansen. Also going to say Robert Hansen true. I'm going to say that man, that depraved man who might have had some good ideas, okay. was releasing people out into the woods in Alaska and hunting them down. Sure. I would say that number three is actually false simply because BTK was a little bitch and didn't like other people. Did you say BTK was a little bitch? I did. Rousing game of But Did You Die? Let's Emphasis go through these. on the gay on there. What happened? The BT gay, <laughs> am I right? We'll go through these very quickly. John Wayne Gacy famously filled his crawl space up so deeply that he had to go start burying young men out in the river. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, I didn't do any research on this, that he was pouring lime in there trying to dissolve the bodies. It would make sense that they were all fusing together. Sure, nice little bone soup. Right, Robert Hansen, you're a 100% right. He was... You don't hear a lot about him because he didn't have a huge body count, but that is totally true. He would abduct, rape, and murder at least 17 women in and around Anchorage. He hunted them down in the wilderness with a Ruger Mini-14 and a knife. So that must have been, I mean, if you put yourself in their position, that must have been a terrifying situation. Wait, he would rape them first? Or after, I would imagine, and you're putting me in a dark place here. Not, oh, oh, I'm putting you in a dark place. I would imagine that's part of the trophy ceremony. Oh, God. Right? Robert, you fucked up, dog. Yeah, that's not great. And finally. Why can't we just have hunting people? Why does it have to go to rape? Why can't we just have good old-fashioned, clean, fun, human hunting? Uh, you know what? I think it's when God. TVs went into color that we lost it's our innocence. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And finally, Dennis Raider, BTK, famously known for being a little bitch. He's a, he's a fucking nerd. He was a dog catcher at one point. Yeah. Just a rat bastard. Yeah. Even in, in the realm of serial killers, makes people fill out an application to write him <laughs> in prison. Continues his bitchdom 
continues the game by Digidai, and that's what Digidai. You might be able to take the serial killer out of the bitchiness, but you will not take the bitchiness out of the serial killer. He's a he's a he's a bitch. He's a bitch. He's a bitch. And, and I apologize to all bitches out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that that's that's not shining a good light on you. And, and to use a more say modern term, he's a loser. He is BTK is a fucking loser and of a person. And an even more recent term, he's a wankster. <laughs> he's a wankster, Tyler. He ain't gonna pop nothing. Not even that coochie. <laughs> no. no, you will not sip Bacardi. It is not your birthday. Speaking of birthdays, yes. there's a segment that you do, Tyler. Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> That's bad. I gotta work on your segue. Oh, my segue is no good. <laughs> it's always the same thing. Uh, it's always the same thing. <laughs> Sometimes they're interesting. It's called Good, Bad, and the Interesting. Let's get it, girl. Uh. Oh, yes, Ryan. It is time for GBI. Good, bad, and the interesting. Let's I go out. I find three articles, one good, one bad, one interesting, and he I does, tell you. He does not go out. That part was, I don't, I, we can't lie to the audience. Out onto the internet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Out back. into the digital world, uh, okay. Ryan. No, 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 not outside. Where it's less scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, for session 128, our good. Good news, everyone. This good, I'm sorry to say, is more of a silver lining good, but good nevertheless. There is a forest fire raging in Yosemite National Park. Have oh, you heard about good, this? Good. Have you heard about this? I haven't. It is a wildfire happening in Yosemite National Park. It's I keep myself removed from everything. Probably smart. Life is so sad. Well, for those of you that did not know, I did not going into the story, but thanks to 50 years of intentional burning or what's called prescribed fire, we've discussed this in the past. It's a calling, basically. The famous Mariposa Grove, home to trees that are too thousand years old and one tree which is called the grizzly giant over three thousand years old they were saved from immediate danger oh. because of this being proactive oh that's beautiful yeah that's beautiful that's i mean we talk all the time about how the oldest and the biggest living structures on this planet are botanical they are plants yes and fungi and uh and the many different out of the many different strategies implemented to fight this fire uh, the two most important by far is prescribed fire, like they used, and the firefighters themselves, obviously. Fighting fire with fire, Yes, Tyler. right. Fighting fire with fire. Yes. Don't do that at your house, though. We, no, no. No prescribed fires at home, kids. <laughs> Tyler, the oven's on fire. Bring the matches. <laughs> Ryan, it's time for our bed. Ow! <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Could you play it again? Of course. Ah, Ryan. Yes. I admittedly don't really know that much about our next story. However, the ironic payoff. Oh, welcome to the dark side. Tyler. Is just too great not to talk about. Hit me. We both can go into this ignorantly. Deal. I say January 6th. You say what? January 7th. You got me there. Well, there are hearings being held right now because of January 6th. What happened on January 6th, Ryan? Uh, 2021. There was an attack on freedom. Is that too biased? That's a bit vague, a bit biased. Okay, okay. But <laughs> uh, white people stormed a, a Capitol building. Yeah, yeah. you know what? That's accurate. A am I, am that, I that wrong? Is... I mean, I'm sure there was a black guy in there, like, a, ho like a hockey game. I'm sure there was somebody there, but... I didn't see it either. 
Well, for those of you who may not know, there are hearings all over trying to get down to the bottom of what happened on January 6th. And they asked the Secret Service, who were near the president at the time. Sure. Asked them for their- Which president? Was it- was It was it, Trump. It was Trump at that time. It was Trump at right. that time. It was right before Biden was about to take Literally office. handing the power over. Literally, right so, before So then. the Secret Service like walked to the other side of the stage? How does that work? No, no, no. It wasn't when they were handing off the power. It was very cl- It was like a few weeks beforehand. Oh, okay. It was January okay. 21st when that happened. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yes. So they're trying to get to the bottom of this and they are investigating and ask the Secret Service, hey, all the text messages from the 5th and the 6th, give them to us. Sure. And and just so we're, we're giving a complete picture here, this is a tradition as old as America of peaceful handing over power from one president to the next, right? I mean, that's something that's happened every other time without incident. It's literally been the situation every single time. Sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. maybe if you go into history, maybe there's a situation where one president was being a little bitch about it. Tra- I don't know. BTK. Traditions were made to be broken, Tyler. Is that so? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I'm feeling a little naked out here. Well, Ryan, nine days ago on their Twitter, the chief of communications for the uh, Secret Service responding to the accusations that they had deleted uh, texts. There's three sentences that really stood out to me. The first was them coming out and saying, we didn't delete any text messages. Right off the bat, we didn't delete anything. And then in the third the third paragraph, the final sentence is, we will be handing over all of our text messages to the investigation committee. Okay. Four days after that, they released a statement saying, we lost all of the text messages. Oh, <laughs> man. That's a dog ate my homework situation. That's it, a real bummer. It really is. It was only a few days later, and they responded with the following statement, which was, or excuse me, they responded with a statement which was saying the exact opposite, which basically came down to, our bad. Saw we. And then they released another statement, new phone, who dis? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, so you could say the situation is not going well. Now, the payoff, the payoff. And, and these text messages are the Republican Party? Like, whose actual text messages are they? Forgive me for missing that. It's all the Secret Service members, what was going on, because they were next to the president. They were next to the vice president. And I didn't read too much into it, but- Something that has never happened before in the history of our country was one Secret Service member, which was said to be on the side of Trump, Secret Service is supposed to be nonpartisan, was put in a position in politics. So he was taken from the Secret Service and installed into Trump's party politically, which is something that you do not do. So now it looks like the Secret Service is working with Trump. After all of this transpired, like, hey, we'll take care of you? Well, it looked like they were trying to uh, take Pence because Trump was, uh, what's the word? He was unable to fulfill his duties because of everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. You know, there was an attack on our Capitol. Heard of it. Uh, They tried to whisk Mike Pence away too, so they couldn't finalize the um, election. Transmogrification of power. You nailed it. Yep. So, regardless, again, I wish I could give more specifics, but it's a whole clusterfuck. However, I will say that James Murray the Secret Service director throughout all of this. I've heard the name, sure. He has retired. What? And is moving to a position of, and this is real, chief security officer at Snap Inc., parent company of Snapchat, the company that specializes in disappearing messages. Wow. <laughs> That's a nice little poetic twist at the end. Oh, and, universe, your humor. And here's my thing. Let's, let us let me just put a, a little exclamation point here at the end. 
I don't believe, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, that anybody is going to have to pay any real substantial price for this. It just, my experience, didn't something with Steve Bannon just happen where he was found guilty? Uh, in contempt of court because they subpoenaed him saying, hey, you gotta come talk to us. And we're just basically at the point now where depending on which side is issuing the order, the other side is just gonna go, no. I don't recognize your power. Yeah, so the rule of law is Act, literally actively breaking down in front of us. I am viewing this as kind of like the way the NBA switched almost overnight to three pointers. Where you're like, whoa, this changed immediately. Yeah. I'm kind of viewing it like that where I'm like, man, this is all breaking down really fast. Yeah. We had a good run, didn't we? we? I mean, it's, I mean, you and I, our generation did it. No, the 50s. But our, our, our country. 50s were cool, right? It was amazing. Yeah. Post-World War yeah. II, where almost everybody in the country was white. Sure. And they were really getting those, the boon of those post-World War II economic uh, finances. We've jumped the shark. You mean like as a society? Sure. Yeah, Americans. Used to be cool. It's actually kind of true. Ryan, interesting. Have you been on a carousel? Uh, not that long ago, I don't think. The horses used to terrify me as a kid. Yeah, they have scary faces. They really do. Yeah, they're like ghost horses. Hard to argue. Argue. <laughs> Finally, after making me look like a jerk for months, Ryan, the James Webb Telescope has finally released its first images, and they are effing worth it. Well, we covered their first Im images, which look like glitter on a black piece of paper, but since they have released pictures that I actually knocked on your door with my iPad to show you where it is what you would see in like Captain Marvel. It is something that I have, I I'm still not sure that that didn't come off some, you know, <laughs> Photoshop, but, but it is what you imagine the cosmos to look like in science fiction. Mm -hmm. Incredibly beautiful. Well, for those who have not seen it, they have gone and taken, which are really famous photos from the past that the Hubble telescope has taken, and then took the exact same photos with this new telescope. And Pretty it, much the same? It, it, it shows so many more details because of the infrared on James Webb, it can see deeper into the universe Pretty light incredible. that we couldn't see before. It is, I mean, if you are unfamiliar with this, Go check it out. I mean, we are doing some deep research into how insignificant we are and will always be. Nicole, who has a fear of the end of the world, has fear of her own insignificance in the cosmos. Healthy. Terrified of these pictures. Does not like looking at the pictures because of their significance and their into our lack of. Man, see, I, and I certainly understand that perspective. I see it totally differently. I, I see the opposite. Oh, I, I see how significant everything is, how how we're such a part of something that we will never understand. Not just that, is look at these pictures and literally almost everything, 99.9 .9 across the board, is empty space, empty space. There is literally nothing out there for the most part. And yet here we are conscious, able to observe that nothingness. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it? I don't see it that way. I think that if we exist here, what exists out there? I bet you there's a veritable I, I just treasure trove of different organisms and oh, societies. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean that we're the only life form. No fucking way. I'm talking about- No need of, to curse, Tyler. Out of all the solar systems and out of all the planets, the majority of the universe is nothing. Sure. Zero. So sure. the fact that we are so lucky to be this one in infinite chance- 
to be conscious and be able to study and experience our universe, it really, really makes you think how significant our lives are. I agree. I see it the same way as you do. And I, I, I just, I was blown away by the way that those pictures made me feel. And even if they're fake, keep it to yourself, Webb. Like the moon landing. I don't want to know. No. Just let me believe. Is that is that flag blowing in the wind? What is happening? It's called solar wind, Ryan. Somebody get Kubrick on the phone. <laughs> well, if you go to Webble. I would go <laughs> Weebles Webble, but they don't fall down. If you go to webtelescope.org, not Webble, webtelescope.org, that is web with two Bs, you can see all of the images that have been released, which are images, like I said, that Hubble took years ago. And to show the upgrade, uh, they compare them side by side. Uh, it literally is breathtaking. Definitely worth stopping and checking out. They're, they're, you and I have very different ideas when it comes to what's interesting. We're both were, were awash in just like little kid feelings of like, oh my Lord. And I know for the final thing that I'm going to say on GBI, I know nobody wants to pay attention to the time it took to build this thing or how over budget they went. Yeah, but it's NASA, but player. It hey, look into NASA's past. <laughs> no, I know. We can review. <laughs> but it NASA. Was, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But it was supposed to be, uh, be launched into space by 2011, and it was supposed to cost $1.5 It didn't launch until just recently and cost $10.5 I mean, we were so, close. Just a little bit. We were close. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of is but worth it. Is Deception Point by uh, by uh, by Dan, Dan Brown? Brown. Sure. Yeah, where they talk about NASA and, and the importance their, of it. Yeah, the importance of it, and also its inequity, the way that it has in many ways driven itself into the ground. But exploring the unknown, not that easy. And uh, taxes, Ryan. Taxes pay for everything. But what about the oceans? <laughs> <laughs> what? Then, oh, oh, you mean discovering the oceans? Everybody says the space versus the ocean. Anyway, nonetheless. We're not going to find the lost city of Atlantis in space, Ryan. You're absolutely right. And that, Ryan, is GBI. It's in the Bahamas. I, I, I wait, like the got lost a, city. Got a, got a big old water slide, Tyler. <laughs> Lazy River, check it out. I gotcha. Yeah, I was literally yeah, thinking of yeah, the fictional yeah. city of Atlantis. I did not saw that coming. Tyler, great job this week. Me, not so much. Thanks, buddy. Uh, please tell the people how they can reach out and tell me how much they love that NASA joke. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com and subscribe. And don't even, don't, you don't even need to write us this week. After everything that we just said, keep your opinions to yourself. I get it. We don't care what you think. Tyler, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story, you know what? That we ended with this interesting story of the James Webb Telescope. I'm going to go ahead and say that... Um, Really, it is my personal belief that we should be fiscally responsible, but I think money is no object when it comes to understanding our universe better. I think we should do everything in our power as a species to understand not only space, but literally our oceans better. I agree with everything you said, except for the fact that understanding is an illusion. Continue. I think control is an illusion. I don't know if understanding is an illusion. You just don't get it. You don't understand. Go ahead. Oh, it is an illusion. <laughs> and I, uh, we should never stop just searching for, for not more, for, for other. We should just search for what else constitutes Deeper. our universe. I agree. I and, agree. And, and God damn it, aliens, where are you? Aliens, save us. I can't imagine why they wouldn't want to come chill. <laughs> That's true. Mm. And final thought, can you imagine if it's an alien species that gets their um, nutrients from photosynthesis, the sun? Mm. Can you imagine what they would experience coming down here to Earth? In terms of? Everything on this planet eats everything else. Can you imagine how fucking terrifying that would be as a species that does not eat? 
Oh, it's not my fault that aliens are, you know, words that start with P that end with ussy. Good, good, good talk. Ryan, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story. I didn't I'm, even do the joke right. So I, you didn't even respond to what I said, nor did you make a funny joke. I mean, I it don't was know. just pointless. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll edit that. I out. thought that was an interesting thought and you gave me nothing. Yeah, you're right. Tyler, intimacy is important. Box me into a corner. Vulnerability <laughs> is important. Agreed. And, and you can't do any of that stuff without getting to know yourself first, without being vulnerable with yourself first and without accepting yourself first. Well said. You're not afraid of other people not accepting you. You're afraid of you not accepting you. And I don't mean to make that overly simplistic, but that's where it starts. And you already don't accept yourself. It's not even you're worried about it happening. It's the fact that it is actively happening. And we want to be maybe somebody that just sparks that, that slight little bit of change in the way that you think, because life, much like discovering what is all around us, it's also discovering what's inside of us and taking that journey to not just keep knowing more, but to keep using that information to get better. Well said, and I hope you're right. Otherwise, we're just going to make you feel worse. And we'll do a podcast the whole time. We are the guys you hate. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. You'll get it, buddy. I, I promise. Don't fucking care. <laughs>
pretty raunchy. It's a, it's, it? a, it's an R-rated movie, but with puppets. It's not about Van Helsing uh, extinguishing a vampire, much like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. No, no, that okay. was the the Dracula themed rock uh, opera. Pu- rock opera. That's right. There are lots <laughs> I, I watched of, that recently. I don't know if you could tell. Lots of flaccid penis in that movie. Not enough, if uh, you I, ask me. Well, uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. It was a comedy. Did you you would suggest it? I would. I would. It was it was enjoyable. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm putting it on the list of best plays I've ever seen. Yeah, your your energy is not bedazzling. Yeah, agreed. It's it's no Book of Mormon. I will admit that. High bar. Exactly. But I am very happy I went and sure. I, I really enjoyed the experience. I would imagine two different experiences. Book of Mormon, uh, you know, a play written by the South Park creators performed on Broadway. I mean, take your mom. Yeah, she would love it. Avenue Q was performed on Broadway as well. This really? one, it was, it was wow, in New York. Really lowered the bars. Yeah. Speaking of bars, <laughs> the people who I went with, they even broke out the. Well, I've seen it in New York and Chicago, so we'll see how it goes down here in Florida. Fuck you, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a lot of fun. So I don't want to say more. I've already got people mad at me. Sarah, I don't want to. You name names too much. I know. Stop I, naming I names. I don't want to mix that cauldron. But you know who you are and what you did. We're really running that bleep sound into the ground. I can only use it so often. Ah, whatever. At some point, this podcast will just be a 45-minute bleep sound. Tyler. <laughs> it saves us a lot of time. What is the tipping point between dis- <laughs> Hey, Ryan, I edited the show. We're good. <laughs> Took me five minutes. Um, what is the tipping point between discipline and OCD? Well, OCD is- There's, a, no, there's no answer here. I'm actually asking OCD a is a mental, a mental illness where, where discipline is just something that we can build up over time. But where are we like, ah, that's too far. I, I appreciate you training and getting ready for something <laughs> that may never happen, but that, that's too far. When it stops becoming healthy decision-making and starts affecting your daily life in a negative way. Well, what if you become obsessed with going to the gym? That is, in essence, healthy, but for all the other systems in your life, relationships, jobs, all these other things, it is unhealthy. How do we decipher that? That maze. It's the same thing with addiction. It becomes an addiction when it starts affecting the rest, the other aspects in your life in a negative fashion. Well, what if it comes down to the idea that I just don't care about those parts of my life? Oh, well, then you have severe depression and you should go talk to somebody. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I won't. You seem to have it all figured out. I, uh, I'm i pretty compulsive. And the reason that I brought this up, whether I have OCD or not, who knows? I, I don't think you do, but I'm not a doctor. Don't diagnose me. You don't get to diagnose me. <laughs> and stop doing a mammogram. We're doing a podcast. I would say mumps, but not OCD. <laughs> I got your mumps right here. <laughs> so- I remember my first example of being compulsive. Maybe it wasn't my first, but the first one that I could remember. I have always been an artist. I like to draw. Mm -hmm. And I remember even as a little kid, I was so interested in getting the lines straight. It wasn't like the big thick ones that I do now, but it, it I just wanted it all to be perfect. I mean, as five or a six-year-old, I didn't want for it to be messed up. So I was drawing one of the dragons from Dragon Ball Z. Mm. And I got down to its like antennae. It has like a sure. mustache kind of tentacle situation. One of those, uh, I, I hope I'm saying this right. One of those... Uh- Oh no! Like no. Dra- dragon whiskers. No, but what's the name? What's the name of those mustaches? Like the Fushi or the Fishu or, oh, oh, or uh, the Fu Manchu? The Fu Manchu. Oh, Thank you. I knew we were gonna get there. Thank you. That was gonna bother me. Shout out to Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> what? So it was just one line. You only had one shot at yeah. it. You had to have a sure hand. As a five-year-old, I knew that I didn't have it. Now my father 
prolific artist. Yeah. I would say in many ways a better artist than I am when it comes to drawing. He just has a different style than I do. Very, very good. Yeah, he's good at realism, which I, from what I understand, is very hard to do. Incredible. He has an eye for it. And I, if he had ever really put his time into it, he could have done something incredible. Instead, sure. created us. Yeah. Real drop off there. Yeah. But uh, so I went to him and I said, look, I've almost got this finished. Could you just do this one line for me? I don't, I don't trust myself to do it. He then went on to do it. And he is, you know, a 45-year-old man at this time, much, you know, better hand than I did. Put it together. I grabbed it. I said, thank you so much. I was happy that he did it. Walked out of the room and I looked at him like, this looks like shit. <laughs> this looks like shit. You just fucked up my whole drawing. Well, it, you fucked it up because you started asking other people to put their hands on it. I should have brought it. it to him. I thought that he was going to be like a surgeon. Instead, he was like a hobo with a, with a can opener. Well, the problem is, is first of all, you asked another person to finish off your drawing. What emotion could he invest into that drawing? Oh, draw a whisker love, for you, son. Uh, love, love, fatherly love, Tyler. <laughs> Never heard of it. Google it. It's a thing in the Netherlands. Much like the female orgasm, I don't believe it's true. <laughs> the the water is? <laughs> so that is one of my first recollections of being a weirdo. Uh, my first recollection is uh, stepping on the cracks on a sidewalk. I had such an issue of you were trying to break your mother's back. I was actively trying to, but really? man, does she have a strong spine. Uh, she looks great in that wheelchair, by the way. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, did you guys put rims on it? It's incredible. <laughs> the spinners. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Mom? I, I, whenever I walked down the sidewalk as a kid, I would always have to step on every crack. Well, that's that's counterintuitive. Most yeah. people avoid the cracks. No, I had to step on every one. Do you and remember what the purpose was? because my brain's weird. Uh, it was just this feeling where it told me I had to do this. And and if I didn't do it, it gave me this like weird feeling in the pit of my stomach, which I have thankfully for the most part gotten rid of, but I still find myself sometimes when I'm walking, put, just putting my foot down purposely on that crack. I have just now avoided walking on sidewalks. So I'm 450 pounds, but at least I fixed that. He has his muses carry him everywhere. Please. <laughs> yeah, what you, is this an olive? I don't eat olives. All right, Tyler, let's do this. Mother flubbing show. Please. <laughs> 